Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome to a solo edition of the Bulls Bros Podcast. I'm Bulls Bro Alex, and I am here to talk about a couple of Bulls and Bulls-adjacent things as we head uh, towards the 2023 NBA Draft. Now, your Chicago Bulls, of course, have no picks in this draft, despite being uh, merely the 10th seed in the Eastern Conference last year. We would have had the 11th pick, but that's conveyed to Orlando because we had to trade for Nikola Vucevic, who has not been an all-star with the Bulls, is probably our, I don't know, fourth best player behind uh, DeMar DeRozan, uh, Zach Levine, and Alex Caruso, and um, is going to be 33 next year. He is an unrestricted free agent now. But we've put ourselves in a complicated position because we can go over our own cap, the salary cap, to re-sign him because he is a Bulls player already. We cannot, on the open market, sign somebody to the amount of money that we would be paying for Vucevic because uh, we don't have quite that much space. If we relinquish his rights, you know, if we let him walk in free agency. So we'd sign somebody for something closer to the mid-level exception. Uh, which is going to be 12 million bucks this year. But I think uh, maybe the most tactical thing to do now with this Vucevic thing, unfortunately, is to sign him again and then try to trade him. You could do a sign-and-trade. I would love, again, for us to get Clint Capella, a rim-rolling center who can um, protect the basket a little bit. He doesn't have the three-point shot that Vucevic does. Um, Not as good of a passer, but potentially a better fit if you're trying to compete for anything. But if you're not, you can sign and train them to another team to get their flotsam, to get a bad contract and uh, some kind of draft equity back. That would make a lot of sense to me. Again, for a sign and trade to happen, Vucevic has to agree to the destination. It's a little tougher. The alternative to that is waiting um, 
until a certain amount of time after the signing has happened to flip him, which we could do, you know. So, yeah, it seems like we're going to sign Vucevic again, even though he's been pretty disappointing. Now, on paper, his numbers are fine. 17.6 points a game, shooting 52% from the field, 34.9% from three on 4.2 attempts, uh, 11 rebounds, 3.2 assists, uh, 0.7 steals, 0.7 blocks, 83.5% from the free throw line, pretty good for a center, although he only gets the line 1.9 times a game because um, he's jump shooting a lot of the time. But he's not what this Bulls team needs if this Bulls team actually hopes to compete. And again, I don't know that it has any realistic chance of competing. But the, the ceiling that the Bulls front office and the ownership seems to want is being an eighth seed, being a quote-unquote tough out, winning one or two games in a first-round series and then losing. Um, so the Bulls ceiling the Bulls are targeting is that. It is not being a competitive team that wins a couple of rounds. It is not going for a title. It is being competent enough to uh, keep ticket sales among the most robust in the NBA and get a little playoff revenue, but not too much because they don't care that much about the playoff revenue, and they don't want to go over the tax, of course. So for such a limited ambition, you know, it's funny that the Bulls are falling short. Um, you know, we, the Bulls weren't good enough to make the playoffs, and yet Arturis Kornosov has called it a successful year at his postseason presser. But, you know, by definition, of course, it wasn't. We, we, made, we didn't even make the... Uh, very low bar that uh, he had set for us. Um, which was played all 82 games, so durable for an older guy, but he's not going to get any better. He's not going to help you win games in a meaningful way. Um, and he is an asset. People will overpay for him in a trade, I think, because of this supposed three-point shooting ability. Now, for his career, he's a 34.8% three-point shooter. He's just a little bit below his percentage with the Bulls last season on 2.4 attempts. Um, but again, he's, he's been taking over four attempts since the 2019-2020 season with Orlando. So he's a totally competent shooter, especially as a big man. Like, bet is a valuable skill. Uh, remember, though, he was a bad three-point shooter last year. 4.5 attempts a game, 31.4% conversion rate. So... Anyway, I, I'm tired of the Vucevic experience. I would love for us to move on. I would love a sign trade for Clint Capella. Makes it a little more competitive short term, but thinking bigger picture, who cares, right? What does that actually matter? So um, the Vucevic thing ultimately, I think, is a bit of a red herring because either way, he doesn't really impact winning in a super meaningful way. So we want to keep him. I guess that's okay. I just don't care um, to see him continue to play for us. Especially if we can get some picks back, you know. Again, the pick, uh, the first pick that we gave up was Franz Wagner, the I believe the number eight pick by the Orlando Magic in the 2021 draft, and now this number 11 pick by Orlando, and we'll have to see what that nets them uh, in this draft. So, so yeah, so that's our big free agent story. Um, Demar Derozan will become extension eligible once we roll over to next season officially on July 1st. He's 33 right now. He turns 34 in, I want to say, August. Let's find out. August 7th, yes. So he will be 34 by the start of the new season. He he did drop off a, a bit from last year, but he was still pretty good, you know, pretty efficient, um, scoring from the mid-range, uh, pretty great at getting to the line as usual. Pretty good year. It's just 
I'm not sure, unless you're the Bulls and you're specifically trying to be the eighth seed or whatever every year, I'm not sure what the point is of, of this guy. Also, he's not as valuable now as he would have been before the trade deadline because then you get two playoffs with him under team control before you have to worry about extending him or re-signing him if you're another team. Now, the Bulls only have one year left with him uh, at age 34. And, you know, he was an All-NBA second-teamer the first year he was with the Bulls. He was not All-NBA level last year. Uh, he was still really good. He was still our best player. But you're, th- you're talking about, like, a top 30 player in the league, a guy that doesn't play defense, never has, um, you know, above-average passer, really great mid-range shooter, uh, which is a skill set that not a lot of players have. And... Um, very talented. I, I really enjoy him, and I, I want to see him thrive, and I want to see him win. And I don't think it's going to happen with the Bulls, but we have $20 million uh, on the bench just sitting there in Lonzo Ball. So that's another thing I want to talk about. Lonzo Ball, I'm dubious he plays next season at all. This is his third knee surgery. He hasn't been able to walk up a flight of stairs without pain. We could file for the disabled player exception, so we would get about half of his salary back to use at free agency. That's $10 bucks. We could try to compel him to retire completely, and then his, all of his money comes off our books. That's a good path forward. It's a limited free agent market out there, four-point guards. you got James Harden and Kyrie Irving. They're going to cost more money than the Bulls will have, presumably. Fred Van Vliet uh, still going to be pretty expensive, like $30 million, 25 to $30 million bucks, And that kind of falls off. But Gabe Vincent, you know, I think would be worth a look uh, at that $10 million mark. If, if we did file for this disabled uh, player exception, that we were possibly willing to go into the tax, which I don't think we are. So, I um, I don't know. This this Lonzo thing is depressing. Anyway, that's that's the um, those are some of the the big money things this summer. Now some some minor bookkeeping stuff to look at. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. today opted out of his player option for next season. That's a bit of a surprise because. He signed a two-year deal worth $6.56 million with the Bulls last year after we weren't able to sign Daniel Gallinari for more, and then we just sort of gave up and brought him back, um, Jones, that is. And um, he was, you know, worse this year than he was last year. He had injury issues again. We're playing him at center a lot. Um, he is six foot five. He's uh, very long, and he's very athletic, but he's six foot five. He can't actually really defend size in a meaningful way, you know? Just imagine him even against like Tobias Harris. Like he gets clobbered, right? If we had beaten the Heat, we'd be playing the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round. We're not good enough. We wouldn't have capitalized on the Giannis back injury thing. Um, that's a big Bucks team, you know. Derek Jones Jr. Even as a backup, uh, you know, he's going against Bobby Portis, ex-Bull Bobby Portis, who's significantly huger than he is and um, plays outside a lot. I just don't see what the purpose of Derek Jones Jr. is on the Bulls team, but. I don't know that he's going to have a lot of appeal. He must think he does because he would have gotten $3.36 million from us. And um, for a player with seven years of NBA experience like Jones, he would have earned about $2.7 million on a veteran's minimum deal uh, this year. So he must think that he can beat the $3.36 million that he was going to earn with us. That's the main reason he'd be doing this, unless he's just really sick of the Chicago experience, which, I mean, I don't blame him for because this has not been... A fun team after like a, a fun first half a season in 2021-2022 when we had this new DeMar, Lonzo, uh, you know, Caruso era. But uh, I say good riddance. Uh, he's a fun regular season guy. He's unplayable in the postseason, essentially, as a tiny, tiny 
center slash power forward. Um, you know, he was playing minutes over Andre Drummond sometimes, uh, who was our official backup center. Drummond is like not a very good defender, but he can at least finish around the basket and he can gobble up rebounds. He also has a similar deal. He's a player option worth about the same amount for this coming season. It seems like Drummond's going to try to stay and opt in, but it's not official yet. He hasn't done it yet. I hope he doesn't because we need rim protection, if anything. We need a defensive-oriented backup center. And so at least we don't have to worry about Derrick Jones in the front court anymore. Now, we have uh, to worry about some other guys like Javante Green, who is a free agent. Um, I'm just a little worried because he's going to be cheap that the Bulls will try to sign him and then Billy Donovan will be forced to play him. Um, but right now, he's, a restricted, uh, he's an unrestricted free agent. Sorry. Right now, he's an unrestricted free agent. So hopefully we let Javante Green walk as well. He again, he's six foot four, and he's playing power forward for us. And of course, he got hurt a bunch because he was a tiny, tiny power forward. And that's what happens when you get banged up uh, in the post like that, you know. So we've got some issues though. We have Marcus Simonovic um, on a. Let's see. I don't know if it's hold on. Marcus Simonovic on a non-guaranteed deal worth uh, $1.8 million. It becomes fully guaranteed on July 7th. The Bulls are cheap, but the Bulls are also lazy. So if we can't get an actual backup big guy or if we can't use that roster spot in a productive way by July 7th, I'll bet you we just bring it back on that option, which is so stupid. But it's the kind of lazy, stupid move that we would do. So I hope I'm wrong, by the way. I hope I'm wrong. Patrick Beverly is an unrestricted free agent. I believe we have his non-bird rights if we want to retain him. But I think we could try to do better. Ayodosumo is a restricted free agent. Kobe White is a, is a restricted free agent. We don't need both of those guys. We have to let Io walk. I know that Kobe White was drafted by the previous front office administration and Io was a second round find from the current front office administration. But you have to think they would be aware of what was happening on the hardwood and who was better. And it's pretty clear to Kobe White, who has this massive skill the Bulls need, which is shooting and some ball handling, um, especially when we have, again, $20 million in Lonzo Ball just collecting dust on the bench. So I think that between the three guys, Kobe White, Ayodosumo, and Patrick Beverly, we should keep Kobe White and let the other two walk. So that's some business, right? The Derrick Jones thing is uh, exciting news because, honestly, we need more shooting or more legitimate size in the paint. And he just doesn't give us either of those things. So here we come to the, the biggest, I think, Bulls talking point of the day, heading into the draft. Zach Levine is apparently being um, actually floated in trade talks by the Bulls. The Bulls are reaching out to teams and trying to get a sense of what the teams would be willing to uh, include in a trade package for the services of Zach Levine. Now, keep in mind, Zach Attack is 28 years old. Um, he, you know, he's got some health issues. He had that knee problem that kind of slowed him down for the first two months of the season. But after that, he looked really good. He played 77 games. Um, he shot, let's see, a shooting line of 0.485, so 48.5% from the field, 37.5% from long range on 7.1 attempts. 
and 84.8% um, from the free throw line on 5.6 tries a game. He averaged 24.8 points, 4.5 rebounds, 4.2 assists, uh, almost a full steal, 0.9 steals to be precise. That's all, you know, pretty great. And he didn't really impact winning in a big way. You know, he, he creates gravity. Part of the issue with the Bulls, a big issue, is that they don't have enough shooting at all. Uh, we were, I believe, the worst three-point shooting team in the league in terms of takes. Just didn't take a lot of threes. We need volume three-point shooters. Uh, and a guy like Zach Levine has to do so much, you know, to give the Bulls any chance of succeeding, as does DeMar DeRozan, both of whom were relatively healthy last year. But anyway, Zach is, is uh, you know, on paper, a pretty advertising candidate. Now, we've seen him, you know, fall flat in his face in the few postseason uh, looks he's had. We know he doesn't really impact winning as a two-way guy. He's really just all offense, and he's got the tools to be a good defender, but he just never has been. So I'm happy to move off of Zach's contract. But, you know, because this team is so far away from competing, I guess you could say, oh, well, whatever. We, we have, you know, we can, we, and Zach, is, uh, he's just finished the first season of this uh, epic maximum contract extension that um, is going to look pretty good once the, uh, once the new TV money kicks in. He's making $40 million right now, and that's pretty good for, like, the third best guy on a playoff team. That's probably what he is, I think, on a good playoff team. He was the second most important guy on the Bulls last year. And honestly, he was the third best guy on the Bulls the year before when Lonzo was healthy-ish. Clearly, maybe even fourth behind Caruso, who's just, you know, so valuable as a perimeter defender. But anyway... Uh, on paper, you know, he's this volume scorer. He can shoot from all over the place. That has value. Uh, a lot of teams in the mid to late lottery are looking to move on from their picks, apparently. I'm talking about, like, the Utah Jazz at number 9, the Dallas Mavericks at number 10. Um, you know, and then there's there are teams at the top that might not want their picks. Obviously, Victor Wembanyama is going to the Spurs. That's a done deal. But... Uh, the second pick is owned by the Charlotte Hornets, MJ's Charlotte Hornets. MJ sold them for somewhere between 2 to $3 billion. He's still going to retain a minority stake as an owner uh, in the team, but he's not going to be the majority owner anymore. And uh, Scoot Henderson is generally considered the second best prospect in the draft, the G League Ignite point guard, um, who's just like pure muscle, sort of a Russell Westbrookian kind of player, but plays a little bit more in control. So... The Hornets have LaMelo Ball, though, who was an all-star last year as an injury replacement, but still very solid offensive player, pretty big. A lot of injury questions already with those terrible, um, you know, big baller brand sneakers that sort of destroyed Lonzo Ball, his brother's career with the Bulls. So I, I think that the Hornets are going to value LaMelo too much and draft Brandon Miller. That is the word on the street, by the way, too. But if they don't, you know, if, if, they, if they decide we want, you know, help for um, LaMelo right now, would they be open to trading the number two pick, which should be used on Scoot Henderson, not Brandon Miller, would they be open to trading that pick to a team like the Bulls to give uh, LaMelo Ball some complimentary shooting in Zach Levine? Now, there's been talk of of Zion Williamson possibly being flipped to the team with the second pick, Charlotte, or the team with the third pick, the Portland Trailblazers. There's been talk of Pascal Siakam being moved. Uh, more established guys like that. Paul George has been floated 
from the Clippers as a potential um, trade chip to be moved for this pick. If it, you know, basically, it seems like teams really want Scoot Henderson more so than Brandon Miller. Um, but the word on the street is that the Hornets want to draft Brandon Miller, which seems pretty dumb to me on a lot of levels. But um, so when we look at the Portland Trailblazers, Damian Lillard has said uh, pretty vehemently now that he wants to, you know, play to win in Portland if he's going to stay there. So he doesn't want the team to draft another teenager, which they would most certainly do. Um, so if the Hornets draft Brandon Miller, the forward out of Alabama with a very questionable history, then Scoot Henderson suddenly falls to Portland. Scoot Henderson, super athletic point guard, 19 years old or whatever it is. He's too tantalizing a prospect if you're Portland, I would think, to hold on to Damian Lillard. But Portland is one of the dumber teams in the league at this point with uh, an uncertain ownership situation and um, trying to sort of thread the needle um, on both ends of being, you know, sort of a win-now team with Dame, surrounding with veterans like Jeremy Grant and Yusuf Nurkic. Um, hasn't worked out that well in the last couple of years, but they've gotten some lottery picks. They got Shaden Sharp last year out of uh, Kentucky, and he looks super raw, but very intriguing and tantalizing as this uh, hyper-athletic forward. He's 20 now, and they've got the third pick. And if Scoot Henderson falls to them, I think they could certainly trade that for somebody. Now, is that going to be someone like Paul George or Zion Williamson, both guys with higher ceilings than Zach Levine? Maybe. But maybe someone in that Pascal Siakam, Zach Levine terrain is more what they're able to get so basically i think as a trade chip zach could net you a lottery pick i don't know the level of the lottery pick i am crossing my fingers that it's it's the scoot henderson pick but even if it's like one of the thompson twins or or cam whitmore or something i'd be amenable to that because we know what zach is and he is not enough and this team as currently constructed is not winning anything next year. I don't really think that this Bulls team is going to win a single playing game. I think they're going to be in that sort of, you know, 9 to 12 range in the East. It's going to be a pretty packed conference, a lot of talent. The Bulls are only going to be getting a little worse without their own draft pick and uh, with their core aging. And uh, a team like the Magic should leapfrog them in the standings, maybe even the Pistons, who knows, right? So... I just think if you're Chicago, you should be looking to move Zach Levine, ideally for a lottery pick. I guess you could do Zach Levine for young talent as well. I'd be okay with that. But um, So let's, let's say, okay, Casey Johnson of NBC Sports Chicago says that the Bulls you know, think pretty highly of Zach Levine at, in terms of him being a trade piece. Now, what exactly does that mean? One league source tells Casey Johnson that uh, the Bulls want a good young player, several first-round picks, and you know some salary stuff to make the money match in a in a Levine deal. Um, another source says that one first-round pick might be enough to get the job done, if the Bulls also get a uh, really solid player in return. So, yeah, that's the situation right now. I think. If I'm Bulls, I'm looking to move Zach Levine post-haste. And then the dominoes start to fall if you move Zach. The writing's on the wall. 
probably that the team is breaking up. Uh, and then you try to negotiate a sign-and-trade with Nikola Vucevic. Then you try to figure out a way to deal DeMar DeRozan's contract. And you regroup. You bring back Kobe White, which you should do either way. You you know hold on to Patrick Williams if you can. But if he sweetens the pot in a Vucevic sign-and-trade, you, you can look to do that, I guess. But I would hope that the Bulls would just sort of like hold on to their current young assets and add a lot more back. I think that's the move. But who knows? We'll see. We'll see. I think there's a, a pretty decent chance that we do see one of these big three guys moved from the Bulls this summer. And Zach makes the most sense because you can get the most back for him. You can probably get a first-round pick, at least one, for all of those guys, though. The, the, the four best players on the Bulls. So Zach, DeMar DeRozan nikola Vucevic and Alex Caruso. Any of those guys, you should be able to get a first-round pick back. Lottery pick um, for Zach. And then I don't know about DeMar because he's only got one year left and he's old. Um, maybe. You know, or a pick far enough in the future that it doesn't have major lottery protections. You know, like a top-five protected kind of pick, something like that. I don't know if I'm being super optimistic. I just think he's a really special talent and he could help a team that has enough shooting go all the way you know like like tomorrow on the heat which is something that max brought up last time i'm more amenable to that i think that could make some sense all of the heats sound like they're doing more big game hunting they want damian lillard apparently because they didn't make a godfather offer for bradley beal who by the way is now on the phoenix suns which is not a thing that we were talking about last time because it hadn't happened yet so it's just interesting to see what a competent team does oh also you know the um the pacers traded some draft picks to the nuggets for um you know, more future equity. The Pacers have the seventh pick this year, and it's unclear exactly what they intend to do, but the Nuggets are being smart, trying to add more young talent under deep control. Uh, You know, these are real teams that are making interesting moves, and it's just tough to know exactly what this Bulls front office is thinking because they hate making trades, apparently, and uh, are satisfied with a totally unsatisfying result, seemingly. So I don't know. I'm, I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. I really hope that uh, the mix moves to get into this draft. This draft has a lot of wings, by the way. Uh, a lot of wings. And you never know who's going to pop and who isn't the further you get into a draft. Those top three picks, well, I don't know about Brandon Miller. Honestly, I, I'm pretty uh, out on that guy. Uh, a lot of it is because of who he seems to be as a person which just sounds terrible and I don't want to deal with it if, if I'm the Bulls. But also, it doesn't seem like he was taking a lot of his workouts seriously. He dropped a lot of weights. You know, I, I, just, I just think he's got boomer bust potential written all over him. So I probably want a steadier guy. But generally, it's, it's assumed that those three guys are all high-level talents, uh, all-star level talents. And then after that, it's a little bit spottier but once you get out of the lottery there's a lot of interesting candidates in there so i'd really love for the bulls to get into the lottery move on from zach move on from this era and rebuild it's it's frustrating because we don't know what this front office is capable of doing in terms of finding young talent because we haven't seen them do it at a high level that much you know patrick williams is something he's not nothing he's some kind of three and d wing right uh, but they play him a lot at, out of position at the power forward. But he's more of a small forward. And he's not amazing. He has trouble scoring in a winning situation. But when everyone's sitting at the end of the year and the games are meaningless, 
he can score. So uh, he's something, right? He's not a total bust, but he's a little disappointing. Uh, Audisunmo, I don't know what he is. He regressed uh, this past season after having a pretty exciting rookie year. So those are like the two big picks. Marcus Monovic is terrible. He's like not an NBA player. Um, so that's the other pick. And so uh, under this regime, I mean. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. Oh, and Dalen Terry. Sorry, Dalen Terry was the the 17th pick last year. And uh, he was a, a great cheerleader off the bench, but um, didn't really have any time to develop. So it'd be nice to see what we can get out of him. He's athletic. He can't shoot. So um, he can get to the rim. And if, if he develops like, a consistent volume uh, jump shot, then yeah, I mean, then he's something. So we'll see. But it's it's a little it's a little disconcerting to, to just go all in on a rebuild, but I just don't see another way for this Bulls team to really compete uh, in the East or in the NBA as a whole, you know, at a high level. We'll see. Um, I'll talk to you guys after the draft. Max and I will probably discuss free agency either before and or after it happens. So that'll be the next time you hear from us. In the meantime, go Bulls. Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man. Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.